Praise the Lord. Amen. We're singing word right now. We're singing scripture right now. The scriptures tell us in Psalms 97, 9, for you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. Amen. You are exalted far above all gods. Amen. He is higher. He is higher in rank. He is higher in character. He is higher in his style and his status. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to challenge you. Let's make this personal. Let's make this personal today. Amen. I don't know if this is your first time here, man, but I'm here to tell you God is here. Amen. salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Amen. Look at Isaiah 25, 1. Read this with me. Come on. Oh, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. You have done wonderful things. Plants born from old, faithful and sure. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Read this one with me. Psalms 103, 1. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Hallelujah. 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 Read this with me. Come on. Psalms 31, 34, 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. All right. His praise. (laughs) Come on with me. You got this. will continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Amen. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, let me magnify the Lord with you. And let us exalt his name together. Amen. Amen. Let's put a spotlight on his greatness. Amen. Amen. Let us put a spotlight on his love. Amen. Let's put a spotlight on his glory. Amen. Let's show everyone his glory. Amen. Amen. Woo! Praise the Lord. Man, but I got a question. I got a question. I got a question, man. He's good. He's good. He's good. That's my brother. That's my brother. He's good. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I got a question. Good looking out, man. Somebody check on that guy. <laughs> he is in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I got a question. Come on, man, because it can't be that easy. Amen. Come on. Yeah, sure it is. But are you making it harder? I don't know, man. Is your life living proof of this praise? Is your life living proof of this exaltation? Is your life living proof of the glory and greatness of the almighty God? Do you want it to be? Amen. Somebody check on Ron just in case. (laughs) All right. Help him up, man. Help him up. All right. Is he good? He's good. He's good. Praise the Lord. Leave him alone, he said. (laughs) Praise the Lord. All right. Heavy word. But do you you want to be living proof? 
All right? Maybe, maybe you're like, oh, man, my life isn't much proof right now, but, 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 but do you want it to be? Are you willing to become living proof of the glory of God? Or are you just saying this, man, because you know what? <laughs> you know, we're in church. That's what we're supposed to do, right? <laughs> Here's what Jesus said. Praise the Lord. Woo! Here's what Jesus said. Praise the Lord. Amen. Here's what Jesus said. Look at it in Luke chapter 8, 16. All right, you know we're going through Luke. Here's where we're at today. He says, no one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Amen? All right, this was all light lamping scripture, light lamp lighting scripture that we were singing and praising and, and speaking out today. He says, for, for, for nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care then. Whoop, wait a second. Take care then. This is what Jesus said. This is his words, man. Take care then how you hear. For the one who has, more will be given. And the one who has not, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. Father, we praise you. Lord God, we praise you and we give you glory and we exalt your name. There is none like you, Lord God. There is no one greater than you, Lord God. And Father, you have proved it over and over and over again. Challenge us, Lord God, to prove this again today. In Jesus' name, amen. Boy, sweating already, man. Check this out. I really want to assume, all right, that last week, I don't know how many of you were here last week, but I poorly want to assume that you took that message that Pastor Chad uh, was led to, to give you last week to heart. The message, all right, of the scriptures of the soils, right? The different soils, right? Remember, you know, I don't know if you were here, but maybe you've read the scripture where, where the, the, sower, the seed, which is representative of the word of God, landed on the hard ground and the birds just snatched away, didn't even take any root, or it landed among the rocks where it wasn't very much depth, so it grew real fast and then withered away, or it landed among the thorns, right? And in that, right, the thorns just kind of choked it out, right? All the distractions, but some landed on the good soil, I want to tell you the challenge is that we all can be that good soil. You need to cultivate your dirt was the message last week. I don't know if you took it to heart. If you're that hard ground and, and you're trying to make it look like the word is okay because it's kind of on you and it keeps getting snatched away. Are you watering that dirt, man? Are you watering that dirt? Softening it up, turning it over. Are you removing the rocks out of your dirt? All right. Are you, are you doing some weed, weed eating, pulling some weeds out of it so that the word of God can have full access to your life? See, that's the question. If you're not doing that, then why are you here? Why are you here, man? I was talking to a pastor from Uganda last week. Hopefully, you guys will get a chance to meet him here. Uh, but we were hanging out and had lunch, and he was just telling me all this stuff that's going on in Uganda. But he was also telling me about the dirt, and he said, the literal dirt in Uganda. He says, man, it's just so fertile. You can drive down the road, throw some seeds out the window, and they will grow right there, man, because the, gra the ground is so fertile. The dirt is so ready 
to grow what's planted in it is that you. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm really hoping to assume that you guys really connected to that word. Because it's, it's really easy. Now, hold on. Now, here we go. Okay, <laughs> great time. Let's get real. Because it's really, really easy to fool ourselves by just looking across the aisle, right, uh, for a reference of what this life looks like rather than looking up to Jesus and seeing what he wants us to look like and who he wants to be in us. It's really easy to, to just look over the aisle and say, okay, I'm just going to look like you, or I'm just going to look like you, or anything you're doing, or I'll look like you. Because they're doing all the heavy lifting, man. No, man, I, we need to look to Christ for ourselves. We need to, to look up to God for us, ask him the hard questions. Bring a pad and paper. Bring your Bible, because he's going to speak. We need to look up and see what he looks like in you, not just what, he looks great on this person, on this sister here, on this brother here, looks amazing in them, but what does he look like in you? I'm not saying that's not helpful. It is helpful, but man, every one of us need to look up to him. We need to go vertical every time before we go horizontal. What does he look like on you? I was in Santa Fe last week. All right, not in Santa Fe. Actually, I was up in northern New Mexico in some of the mountains, but we went through Santa Fe. And uh, as Debbie and I pulled into, uh, off the highway into San, San, Santa Fe, I don't know, has anybody here ever been to Santa Fe? <laughs> Somebody needs to show these guys that there are different colors of house paint, all right? I'm not even kidding, man. Every, it was like every house was, was, was light tan, uh, tan, dark tan, and a little darker tan. But wait, this almost looks white, but if you get close to it, it's just really, really light tan, all right? Everybody has, they're, they're very, they're very, they're actually pretty proud of it, too. We passed a sign that had a paint company and said, we have more, more, more tans than Miami, all right? More shades of tan in Miami. They're proud of it. And it was blowing me away. I was like, every house, there was, I'm not even kidding, I did not see one house that was not a shade of tan. It was blowing me away. All right, they're really proud of this, you know, tan preference community-wide. And I know they do this because they want to be reminiscent, right, of, 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 of the, the, the traditional mud plaster, adobe, you know, Indian houses and Hispanic houses. But I got to tell you, if my ancient ancestors would have had a Lowe's with a paint department, there would have been a lot, of more, lot more colors. There just would have. I'm just here to tell you, man, I just got to believe that. It's crazy. There's all these different shades of tan. I mean, what would happen? I was telling Dave, what would happen if we moved into this neighborhood, right, and painted our house blue? Everybody freak out. Because we were falling into the, the, the light tan, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, conformity. <laughs> it was crazy. We're, we're driving uh, up to, uh, out of Santa Fe into the mountains, and there was like this little desert area, all right, mountainous desert area. And um, we was driving. I saw a couch set out in the desert, a sofa and a love seat, and they were tan, all right? <laughs> they were tan. All right. I almost missed them, but there was literally a couch, and they were set up like, you know, the couch was going this way, and the love seat was going this way, facing towards the highway. Like, even, you know, some of the dudes that were like struggling to find homes, man, were like, well, we still got to go with a, we got to get tan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's put it out here. It was a trip, man, but it's I'm not telling you, man, I'm telling you the truth. Man. This is exactly what we're seeing. And I think the big mistake of Christianity. Big mistake that many Christians are making today. 
is that we'd rather see what everyone else thinks Jesus is doing rather than looking to him for ourselves. And in doing so, we just end up becoming another creative shade of tan. Putting Christianity on, right? We put it on rather than asking Jesus in. And you see, people can't see Jesus when you do that. And that's the goal, right? Remember, as a right, nothing's changed, right? As a goal for people to see Jesus. I mean, we exist here as a church to make it easier for people to know Jesus, amen? amen. Not to know me, not to know you, but to know Jesus. Yes, we are the avenues, but we are not the destinations. Right, and we're here to make it easier for people to know Jesus. Why? Because there's a lot of people that don't know they can know Jesus. They're stuck in a world of many shades of just tan. And they don't know that what it looks like for Christ to, to live in them and from them. They don't know what it looks like for us to see us do all the, 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 the heavy lifting, which isn't really that heavy because Jesus did it all anyways. You see, only a life in Christ will reflect the life of Christ. And that's what's important. So we have three verses that we're just kind of opening up a little bit today. And, uh, and then kind of this chunk of scripture at the end that I think is very relevant. Well, it's always relevant, but I mean, very, very timely for us today. And so we're in Luke chapter 18. We're going through this series in Luke. And it's crazy how last week, this week, and next week are just little bits of a story that are all connected. And they all have to do with the implanted word of God. Right? Last week, we talked about the soils and planting and all that stuff. This week, we're going to talk about more and more, more in depth of is Christ in you? And then next week, what does it mean to be the family of God who is the family of the word of God? So this week, he, 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 after he talks about all those different soils and, and being that good soil, he goes into this, Luke 18, verse 16. Are you ready? No? I'll wait. Tell me when you're ready. All right, cool. Ready? Right on. Luke 18, 16 says, No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. I mean, Jesus is, is again, he's, he's talking in proverb or parable right here. It's not quite clear, all right? But, but he's actually given us something to, to help us recognize real life, to help us recognize it also spiritual life, eternal life, life in Christ. He says, no one after lighting a lamp, okay, you can imagine the imagery, no one after lighting a lamp in the, you know, you light a lamp when it's dark, all right, so you can see, all right? No one after lighting a lamp, all right, puts a, put, lights it and then puts a basket over it. Right? Because that's just foolish. Why would you do that? And in those days, you're just going to catch the basket on fire. It's really not smart, right? But the purpose of the light is not to conceal it, but to help others see, amen? And maybe even help yourself see. You see, what, is, what does light do? Light shows the way. And who is Jesus? The way. Amen? He says, don't be afraid to let your light shine just because you don't see any other Christians doing it. 
Don't settle for another shade of 10. I forget who said it last week uh, in sermon prep. Somebody said that, that the darker the room, the, 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 the brighter the light shines, amen? And the brighter the light should shine. But if, 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 if you're in, in, in the dark, if, you, if, you're, if you're a light, if you have Christ in you, and, and, and the room around you is still dark, maybe it's because you have a basket over your head. Seriously. Maybe it's because you have covered that light. Or, I mean, well, wait, 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 think about that, though. Think, think about light under a basket, all right? If you're the light, if you're, you're okay, say your head is actually a light, all right, which is kind of crazy to think of, all right? But in this imagery right here, if you're, if you're the light and then you put a basket over your head, then that basket is really lit up. And you might feel really good about it for a while until all of a sudden you realize you can't see. All right? Because it's too bright in here. You're bumping into stuff. All right? It's getting hot in here. Next thing you know, you want nothing to do with this basket and even this light because you can't see nothing. All right? You ever, you ever, shite, you ever have somebody with, with a flashlight at night and they say, hey, roll over here and flash it right in your face? You're like, now I can't see nothing even if there was light. Right? Or maybe you're like, man, you know what, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to shine, all right, this light, but no one is getting lit. You know what I mean? Don't go there. Come on, man. Come on. Man. This shows you who this audience is. Oh, yeah, get it lit. I know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. Come on, man. <laughs> Stay with me. All right? But no, maybe you're like, you know, I'm trying to shine this light, but no, one, no one's getting lit up. No one's, it's not helping. It's not, no one's getting lit. I want to challenge you. Maybe no one is getting what you're trying to give because you yourself hadn't gotten it yet. You ever think about that? So many times we think we can put this on and off circumstance, you know, depending on the circumstances. I'm going to wear the word of God when the circumstance arises for the word of God. But do you know that every breath is reliant on the very word of God? How can you know then when you're actually well lit? How can you know when you're well lit by God? By the presence power of Jesus Christ. Because everything changes, man. Everything changes. Look what he says in the next verse, verse 17. For, for nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Now, we read this, and, 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 then, and then scholars and theologians and Bible, you know, studiers, they go all kinds of different ways. They talk about, you know, end times. They talk about stuff. I like to get very, very practical, because I know there's a lot here, but I would just try to get really, very simple with this. For nothing hidden will not be made manifest, and nor anything secret will not, be, will, will, not be, uh, will not be known and come to light. That will not be known and come to light. I, I want to look at it like this. Light not only illuminates, but it also exposes, doesn't it? 
all right? I mean, we were trying to find a spider in the garage yesterday. Debbie was cleaning this shelf, and all of a sudden she sees these hands go on top of the shelf. She says, whoa, all right? And then it went into the dark, and she says, go get it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> all right, I'll go get it. I got a rifle. I got a sledgehammer, all right? I got all kinds of stuff, man. But, there were, but you needed some light to see it. And it exposed, there it is, underneath that crack, and it killed the heck out of that dang spider, man. If you're a spider sympathizer, I'm sorry. <laughs> the only good spider in my house are dead spiders. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> All right? But, 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 but it exposes. Light also exposes. So to simply put it this way, all right, I believe that's why so many people avoid the truth of the word of God because, you know, and the power of the word of God because it exposes the truth and the weaknesses of our very own lives. I'll say that again. I think this is why so many people avoid the truth and the power of the word of God because it exposes the truth and weakness of our very own lives. Here's what I know about the light of God, the light of God's word. The light of his word reveals the secrets, even the secrets I keep from myself. His word reveals things in my life that I don't realize I'm even hiding. It, re it reveals the, the hands that are empty of the things that I thought I had, all right? It reveals the love I thought I was loving with, all right, but I wasn't. It reveals the riches that I thought I owned, but in fact owned me. It reveals the plans that I had for God while ignoring the plans that he has for me. I have to make this simple. I have to make this easy for me to understand, for nothing that is hidden will not be made manifest, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Is God telling you anything difficult? Is God reaching into your life with any difficult statements? Are you ever reading the word and go, whoa, man, I just, I, I'm going to turn the page. Because if he's not, I wonder if you're hearing from him at all. And you're like, how could you say that, man? pretty easy because unless you're Jesus, I seriously doubt that he is agreeing with everything you're thinking about and everything you're doing. Are you exalting God above everything else? everything except for yourself. When we sing, I exalt thee, far above all gods, except for the one I see in the mirror every day. Come on, this is a hard word. Some of you are like, man, I was having a good time for a while here. <laughs> You're like, man, come on, we gotta get real. We ain't here to lie. We ain't here to play games. Definitely don't wanna play church, right? I used to play cops and robbers all the time. I used to play the cop. Didn't work. All right? Just trying to tell you. I ain't here to play, we ain't here to play church. It's just not going to work. Amen? 
is a life in Christ will reflect the life of Christ. Everything changes, man. Everything changes. Look at verse 18. He says, take care then how, listen to these words, man. Take care of how you hear. A lot of people are hearing the word of God. A lot of people have heard the story of the gospel, the story, and not the truth. It's the same, you say it's the same thing. No, a story is something I can dismiss. The truth is something I cannot let go of unless I'm lying to myself. He says, take care of how you hear. Sorry, I got to write myself a note. I just said something I think was kind of (laughs) cool. Hmm. You ever have God say something through you? You're like, dang, God, that was pretty good because I know I'm not that smart. You know what I mean? <laughs> just got to write that down real quick. Man, you should always keep something with you to write with. All right? I say, what I said was, this is good. That helps you remember it, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? He says, cause, cause there are, he says, take care of how you hear. We have to take care of how you hear. We hear all kinds of stories through our life. We hear all kinds of, of stories. I'm like, cool, we lean into them. We know some are embellished and some are not embellished, all right? But I love what Darcy just got through saying. You cannot over-exaggerate the glory of God because it's the truth. So he says, take care of how you hear. Are you listening for stories or are you listening for truth? Very good point. For, for the, to the one who has, here we go, this is kind of crazy. Jesus said this, even more will be given. And for the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. You should be judging everything I say. You should be checking and fact-checking everything I'm talking about. All right, because, you know, I'm, 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 you know, anytime you hear anybody preaching the word of God, you should be challenging it in the word of God. That's important. Right? I should be doing it, and I do it, I do it often myself, too. Before I come out here and preach, I challenge everything. I need to challenge everything. There's some stupid things I say in the middle of the sermon just come out. All right? Sorry about that. All right? All right? But, but, but when I'm preaching the word of God, I need to be sure of what I'm talking about, and so should you. But, but are you also judging how you are hearing the word of God? Are you judging how you are hearing the word of God? Are you engaging the word of God with your whole mind? Are you embracing the word of God with your whole heart? Are you challenging the action, all right, to follow the word of God with your whole life and all your will? Are you here to be a doer and not merely only a hearer of the word? I what he says in Luke, remember we talked about this in Luke chapter 6, uh, 47 through 49, he says, everyone who comes to me, remember, we talked about this a while back, a couple, you know, a little while back, where he says, everyone, Jesus was teaching, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I'll show you what he's like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep, laid the foundation on the rock, and when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house, and it could not shake it, because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built his house on ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. 
you know, we're cruising around, man. Debbie and I was, we like, we like taking road trips and we like driving. We like driving together. Um, we just have a blast together. We just have fun. I try to make her laugh the whole time and doesn't always work, but you know, try it. And then she cracks me up and then we just kind of see stuff that we enjoy. But it's pretty amazing. Like we've been noticing more and more in our road trips, you know, especially this one, we went to New Mexico and up in Northern New Mexico, all these different um, devotions that you see along the road and along the way and in different towns. I've, I can't tell you how many shrines I've passed. All right, or, or how many inscriptions of devotion I would see in, in different areas and different places, and, uh, and how many monuments that I actually visited. Or right, I went to this one church in Santa Fe, and there's this like labyrinth they have, this kind of labyrinth. It's just like this, it's like a little maze they have. It's, on, it's printed on the ground, so you, you know, and we're, you, know, you have to go through it and get to the very middle. And Debbie and I said, well, let's just walk to the middle. I mean, in the walls, some guy got really angry with us when we did that. Because he was walking in. I'm sorry. I said, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And he goes, no, you're supposed, it's about the devotion, all right? And he's, also, he's walking this thing and he's turning. It's about the devotion. You need to be devoted, all right? And we're like, okay, all right, man. We walked away and we're standing off the side looking. He goes, yep, it's all about the devotion. See the devotion? It's my devotion. I'm devoted. Are you devoted? I don't know if you're devoted, but I'm very, very devoted. I'm not even kidding. I'm not exaggerating. This was going on. I'm like, devoted to What? All right, because I didn't hear anything about Jesus, and I'm not just slamming the guy, but I'm just kind of wondering how, many, how easy it is to get caught up, all right, in creating these little things. We went to the oldest church in the state in this place called Chimayo. Very, very beautiful, man. A lot of little places to worship. They have all these little, these little uh, statues and different things, you know, that kind of remind you of stuff. I see people getting caught worshiping the statue and let, instead of using that icon to point them to God. And it's just very, very weird, sometimes for me. And it was crazy because it was, it was the oldest, I mean, I mean, everywhere, it was crazy because we started driving through town, different towns and different places, and you started seeing, especially in this one little place, all these inscriptions of devotion, all this stuff. And I was like, and you could walk through this town thinking, man, these people are just amazingly sold out for Christ. But then somebody told me, yeah, but this is also per capita, the highest crime rate in the, in the state is in this place. And I tripped out on that. Because that all these devotions. I mean, we even drove by this one house. Somebody had a big old mural picture of Jesus. You didn't like Ritz crackers. I know he had something in his hand, a cracker or something with a thing on it. It was crazy with a big old thing around. I'm not slamming these people, put pictures of Jesus. I'm not saying anything's, that, anything's wrong. But I'm looking, why isn't anything changing? Because this is the scene everywhere we go. This is the scene. I keep seeing this everywhere. There's an estimated 380,000 churches in the United States alone. 380,000 churches in the United States alone. And out of the 330 million people in the United States, 187 or 67 million people claim to be Christian. That's over two-thirds, about two-thirds of, of the population in the United States. All right, claim to be Christian. When are we going to prove it? That's all I'm saying. Come on, this is our work. This is our work. 
I mean, if there's no Holy Spirit transformation and a continual daily, even moment-to-moment reliability on his power through his word, through his glory, by his resurrection, all right, then all I have is the appearance of godliness. This is another shade of tan. While God's resurrection power is just far from my life. Timothy said it this way. I mean, Paul said it to this way in the book of Timothy. But understand this, 2 Timothy 3.1. Tell me if this looks familiar. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, all right, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having an appearance of godliness but denying his power. Avoid such people. All these are just lamps trying to light themselves. What am I even saying this for? Because I love you and I need your accountability in my life. I need you to help me stay connected. I need you to help me stay engaged in the word of God to live this life for his glory and your benefit and fellowship. All right, and I'm hopefully you need ours too. Because we are the church that Jesus Christ started 2,000 years ago, and we're not stopping anytime soon. Amen? So what do we do? What do we do about this, man? Pastor Nick, I don't know if you guys remember Pastor Nick. Of course you do. Who could forget that dude, right? He used to say, get with Jesus or die trying. All right? That's what he would say. Well, I want to say get with Jesus and die trying. All right? Because you need to give it all up. Amen? So, so three things I want you to do, man. All right? And, and well, there's, they're kind of a don't and a do. So don't and then do. Don't and then do. Okay? So, so, so don't do this, but do this. All right? I don't want to give you something not to do. I want to give you something to do as well. All right? So, so number one, stop trying to light your own lamp. All right? Stop trying to light your own lamp and submit your life to Christ and in Christ. All right? Stop trying to light your own lamp. Submit your life to Christ and in Christ, and he will light the lamp, and don't put baskets over it. Number two, stop ignoring the refining work of the Word of God. Stop ignoring the refining work. When God says difficult things, recognize now I'm hearing from God. Stop ignoring the refining work of the word of God and allow the word in and live it out. Stop trying to look like everyone else. Number three, stop trying to look like everyone else because clearly that's not working. Instead, prioritize time with people who are hurting. Prioritize time with people who are hurting. Now, if you look at all this list together, if you look at all this, don't light your own lamp. Don't ignore the refining work of the word. Stop trying to look like everyone else. But instead, submit your life to Christ. All right, allow the word to live, work in and live out and prioritize time with people who are hurting. You'll see how important it is all right, to, to, to know that a life in Christ reflects the life of Christ.
Amen. As we sing this gospel song, stay, stay right here. We've got just a couple of minutes. This is not over. This is just beginning. As we sing this next gospel song, this, God, this song right here, the lyrics have so much truth and reflection of, of Christ. All right, but I want to challenge you as we sing this gospel song of thanksgiving. Be not only reminded of what he did, but I want you to remind yourself as to why he did it. When we sing this song of what he did, I want you to challenge us personally why he did it. Two questions you can ask during this song. All right, did Jesus die on the cross and rise again just so I could look like a Christian? away our sins with his blood so that we could be immersed in his spirit and live in the power of his resurrection. Was it just to look like a Christian? Or did he wash our sins away with his blood so that we could be immersed in his spirit that question back up there again, please. I'll wait. Can we get that question back up there again, please? That last one. Leave that there. We're going to have people here to pray with you sometimes it's really hard just to pray by ourselves. Sometimes we just need people to help us with that prayer. So please, if you need prayer, please let us bless you by helping you pray. Take some moment as we reflect through this gospel song and think about this. Amen? Praise the Lord.